Yo, 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 welcome back. It's your boys Lil Speaks and Milski coming to you live with all the great takes on Denver sports. Thank you to everyone tuning in. We are excited for another great week of Mile High Homegrown Takes. We just want to start off first off by thanking all you guys. Um, this is definitely blowing up more than we thought it would. Uh, originally thought it'd be pretty much me and Speaks and uh, maybe a few people we paid to listen to it, but it's fun. Uh, we did reach over a hundred listeners on our first two. Social media is growing, getting a lot of great feedback. It uh, really drives us. Like I've been having so much more fun with it, knowing that there's a lot more people listening, wakes us want to work harder, uh, bring people in. We love having special guests. We had Josh on last weekend. Uh, he had a great time. We had a great time with him. This week, got another hometown boy coming to us back home. Yes, sir. Uh, Jackson Conrad. Jackson, welcome, brother. Give us a little intro. Yeah, thank you, fellas. It's uh, it's a true honor to be featured on today's episode. Um, for those of you who don't know me, um, I'm Jackson. I've been uh, buddies with these guys for just about as long as I can remember. So, uh, you know, we've spent the past uh, decade or so talking about sports. So, um, I'm glad you fellas finally started recording it, so we can uh, we can have something like this. But uh, yeah. I'm excited to be on today. There's a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. Man, the Broncos. There's a. Uh, oh, there's yeah. just so much to talk about. There's with this a lot team, there. So there we're gonna so get into much. it. But uh, thank you, fellas. Yeah. I'm excited to be on. As you know, uh, as we always say, you know, this is uh, for the fans, by the fans. So let's start off with uh, some hot fans. takes from the fans. And, and Speaks, yeah. I'll ask you first from uh, your boys. You call him SD Sean Dharma. Uh, he wants to talk us a little NBA draft offseason. Uh, I don't know. I mean, from a Nuggets standpoint, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week. I would say, I would say we're at a pretty good spot. I don't really think we need to add too much as long as we can get healthy. Um, but from a league standpoint, I think this could be an interesting off season. What are your thoughts, Biggs? Yeah, no, I think you said it perfectly. You know, we touched on it a little bit last episode. We have some value to offer. We have a really good kind of safe pick. I really enjoy where we're at from that Nuggets perspective. I think um, in general, the West is going to look a little crazy. Um, I've seen some reports, you know, saying there's obviously going to be some more big threes created. I really think Kawhi is going to do his thing and just leave the Clippers again. I don't think he's really? going to stay there. I don't think he's happy. Mm. Personally, mm. I, I see him potentially going to some big markets, maybe even like the Heat. I think that'd be the Heat's ideal situation. I don't necessarily think he wants to go there, but... I think he's down to go somewhere with the big lights, with the money, with somewhere where he can win another championship. But I think he wants to make sure he definitely has the opportunity to. So I don't think he's going to go somewhere where they don't have a chance. And I think there's some big contracts coming up. I think the Lakers need to figure some stuff out. The Mavs need to figure some yeah. stuff out. This draft could be huge. Um, the Rockets, Warriors, they both have some very interesting picks um i'm super excited to see that top 10 i think this draft class could be insane personally just want to say it here early k cunningham is crazy but i think Jalen green is gonna be next up just calling it right now what you what you boys thinking yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely uh in agreement with you there speaks i think the west is gonna be uh you know there's gonna be a lot to talk about this offseason and uh as far as the nuggets go um you know i'm one of those people who really likes the group that we have. Um, I think that if we get back healthy, um, you know, I think we're still that team that's kind of on the brink of being able to compete for a championship. And, uh, you know, 
I remember Mason said in the last episode that, uh, man, you know, we might just be missing a couple pieces. Um, what that is, I'm not too sure. Um, but either way, I'm confident that, you know, if we get back healthy, that, uh, you know, we'll give it a good run next year. Yeah, I do think that um, I agree with all that. I I would love to see Kawhi get out of the West. I would love to get a few of those superstars. You know, I, I would say probably most NBA fans think the West is just stacked compared to the East. So get some of those guys out of there would be nice. Uh, Nuggets, yeah, I feel like fine going into the offseason. Obviously, I'm gutted the way we finished, but we're in a spot with the draft this year, as I touched on last week, where Michael Porter Jr.-esque type draft where, you know, you know, low risk, high reward type deal where I think if we're healthy, we we're those guys, you know? So I think that'll be fun. It's going to be interesting to see Uh, great question there. Uh, Speaks another one from one of your boys, Tate Olson. Uh, I'll let Jackson start this one off. Uh, I guess we probably know the answer, but as homers, we might want to confuse ourselves and make it seem different, but Demarius Thomas to the hall of fame, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I've seen crazier things happen. (laughs) I have seen crazier things happen, you know. Ah, there's a lot of bias there for me because um, I love DT. You know, he got uh, he got his fair share of hate, mm-hmm. you know, for the drops that he made and you know this and that. But you look at the stats, right? He's uh, you know the second leading receiver in franchise history for the Broncos, and you know just a guy who was with us through the thick and thin. You know, he was quarterbacked by you know some horrible quarterbacks but also some great quarterbacks and you know there's definitely an argument to be made there but uh I'd be interested to see what you fellas have to say about that yeah um honestly I would say the same thing you know personally I love that guy he had some incredible moments he also had some really tough quarterbacks you know like that stretch through 2012 through 2016 where he had all those thousand plus yard seasons I mean that first season he had, you know, um, and uh, actually it was in 2013 when he had Peyton, that 55 touchdown season. That was, you know, probably his best quarterback he ever had. If you think about that afterwards, the next year it was Peyton's decline, switching off with Brock Osweiler. You know, that's pretty tough. Had to work with Trevor Simeon too. You know, he never really had like a true great quarterback besides that one year, but every single four of those years, he was still producing uh, Pro Bowl numbers and he was awesome you know he was a fan favorite he had some of those great moments you know like obviously the Steelers catch in um, that one game and that was super cool because you know his mom was there but I would even rank him top two Broncos quarter uh, wide receiver of all time and I mean personally I want to say he's Hall of Fame but there's just so many incredible wide receivers out there that I'm just afraid it won't happen yeah I, w- I would say Jack, I think you hit a nail on the head. He he was there through the thick and thin. I think that's why he was such a fan favorite. Like, when I think of that Broncos team that won the Super Bowl, and we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more, but if there's any player on that team that deserved that Super Bowl, you know, to put a ring on his finger from the Broncos organization, I think it's DT. Hall of Fame-wise, I guess, like, you know, gun to my head, I'd probably have to say no, just because there are so many great receivers. But if he, if he played with a guy like, Peyton Manning or a guy, you know, better quality than like what we had. I think he probably could have had a better case because when we were like with just crappy quarterbacks, you know, it's hard for receivers to make an impact, but he was a huge fan favorite. One of my favorite Broncos for sure. Um, And then last question, which will kind of lead us into our first take uh, from Mitchell McCarthy. 
Uh, again, we appreciate all the uh, questions. Feel free to just text us, shoot us Shout DMs, Oregon boys. comments. Yeah, Oregon boys showing out. Love to see some more guys with some questions. But uh, Drew Locke, I tell my Iowa guys, he is the most consistent quarterback in the league. Uh, he's consistently crap, but he's consistent at that. So can he be the star? Can he be our future? I don't know. Let, let's talk about that. Uh, Speaks, go ahead. God, honestly, I love I love what you just said. He is something else, man. I mean, that boy is swaggy. He is swaggier than anything, but that's not what you need on the football field, man. Like, <laughs> I swear, this man has confidence past, like, the mountains, I swear. <clears throat> I don't even know how to describe it. Like, we've had him here long enough to see at least what he can do. You know, I think our team, I love our team right now. I think every other position is pretty much filled you can't really do too much without a solid quarterback and it's really showing that right now you know Drew Locke is young you know there's a learning curve whenever you come into the NFL but I feel like he's had the time he's had the pieces maybe not the coaches but he's had the opportunity to show out and he's had some of those games where you know we look like we're really gonna make a comeback Maybe like even sometimes like against the Chiefs that like gave, gave us a little bit of yeah. hope that one game, but like he just doesn't show out. He'll make some dumb decisions. He has the athleticism, he has the arm, but he really does not have the IQ. And I really don't want him to be our future. Yeah, um, you know, I agree with you. It's uh, it's kind of a mess at the quarterback position right now for the Broncos. Um, you know, obviously you got us bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, um, which definitely changes things. And then of course you got the, the talk about Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, which we'll get into later. But, uh, you know, it's, it's tough right now. And it's tough for me to judge because, God, I have just so much bias towards Drew Locke because I love the guy. And I love him as a guy, as a dude, but I mean, you look at his stats and they are just, they're just horrible. I mean, <laughs> I, I forget the specific stat, but I was looking at it. He threw, I want to say it was like 160 uncatchable balls last year. Oh my goodness. And when you hear that, it's just, I don't know. You just really cannot be a starting quarterback in the NFL with that kind of, with that kind of stat. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see what plays out through a uh, training camp and, uh, Gosh, it's it's tough to say, um, you know, who I'd like to see out there. But uh, I think that uh, if I had to put money on it, I think that uh, Teddy Bridgewater will probably win that starting job um, as of now, at least, because you look at Teddy and he is just a solid guy. He's a guy who does not turn the ball over a lot. Right. And I think that uh, that's just such a valuable thing in the NFL. And, you know, I think that uh, he could probably have a lot of success in our system. Um, so yeah, I would. Uh, I, would what do you I, I would agree, and I, I would say from a homer standpoint, it's hard for us. Like you know, from a neutral standpoint, it's like yeah, get Drew Lock out of there. Like he doesn't have it. But you know, we saw him two years ago come in for five games, and he went four and one, and he played mm-hmm. really well. But then you know, this year was just you know it was it was horrendous to say the least. And so when I look at it, yeah, I think. I love Drew Locke. He's a great guy. He's a great competitor. He's been in 
the organization long enough. He loves the team. He wants to compete. Um, you know, he had a great press conference at the very beginning of uh, OTAs, and he was like, you know, he decided he's like, I'm going to make a plan. He's like, I'm going to work my ass off, and I'm going to do everything that's best to make me a good quarterback. He's he's determined. He's got everything you want in a quarterback. He just doesn't have that IQ. He doesn't have that good decision-making. He seems frantic in the pocket. So, yeah, it's it worries me. Um Teddy Bridgewater. I, to be quite honest, when it first came out, I was like, what the heck? Why? I was like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was the only quarterback that I thought Drew Locke outplayed this year. And I was like, what the heck? But the Panthers are horrible. So I don't want to like put that on Teddy. Um, let me, let me run through you guys some stats between Teddy and Drew. Jackson, you said you think it'll be Teddy speaks. I think you said Teddy as well. I personally think as of right now, July 2nd, I think two months out, I think they give it to Drew just because he's been there. And I think they want him to be the guy. If they're not going to get Rodgers or Watson, I think they want it to be Drew. So I think they give it to him. But I mean, tight leash, two, three games max because Teddy is consistent. But let me give you some stats from these last two last year comparisons. Drew Locke, 13 games. Teddy Bridgewater, 15 games. are pretty similar. Drew Locke, 57% completion percentage. Teddy Bridgewater, 69% completion. So almost 12% better. Yards, almost 3,000 for Drew, 3,700 for Teddy. Yards per attempt, six yards per attempt for Drew Locke, 7.6 for Teddy Bridgewater. Touchdowns, interceptions, 16 touchdowns to 15 interceptions for Drew Locke, 15 touchdowns to 11 interceptions for Teddy. So uh, kind of flashy, you know, like yards, touchdown, pretty similar. But when you think of like the consistency, it's there with Teddy Bridgewater. And here's the reason I like Teddy is because we have all those playmakers. We have the young, skilled guys. Just get the ball in their hands. You yeah. don't need to throw it deep. Like Jack said, 160 right. uncatchable balls. That just eliminates <laughs> a chance for a play. So I agree. I love Drew. I think they give it to him. But I think Teddy's the better quarterback. Um, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Speaks, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. No, honestly, totally agree. And I was looking at those same stats. One other thing I do want to mention, too, is the passer rating. Um, Drew Locke's passer rating last year was a 75.4. Uh, Teddy's was a 92.1. Wow. I think like that's a huge difference where you can get those uncatchable balls. And that's a big difference where <clears throat> Teddy is more experienced. He's been there. One thing I did want to mention, true that I, I, I mean, I do like Drew Locke. He's a good guy. I just feel bad for him. He's just honestly a dumbass. But he never <laughs> he never had someone in front of him to kind of mentor him. You know, like Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for what, three, four years? Tom Brady didn't come into the league. Like for a minute, some of these great quarterbacks got the time to sit back, watch and learn. And they were just getting reps in practice. They were watching the mistakes these veterans were making. Like this dude never had that opportunity. And I don't know if he will. I'm not saying Teddy's necessarily a vet, but I, I, I really like him. Um, I will say one thing. We had an opportunity actually to get him when he went down in Minnesota. I believe we had Brock at the time. I'm not 100% sure, but I wanted him then. I loved him then. And I really, really liked him then. I do think ever since then, his injuries have kind of decreased his value, his overall gameplay. You know, he is a bit injury prone, but um, I like him a lot. I, I do think right now we will start Teddy. Um, I think he can at least be smarter. I think he can be safer. I think he has enough talent around him right now where sometimes he can just get the ball in the hands of maybe your boy Noah. He's looking really good this year or looking like he could be really good this year and just have some of those safe plays where he's not going to 
throw those interceptions, throw those like game shifting plays. Uh, and I, I really do like him. Um, I think one thing that I get frustrated with is we don't know what we want. I feel like we continue to look, search for these like somewhat washed out, not necessarily washed out veterans, guys who've been around the league, bounced around a couple of different teams, or we go to these young guys like Brock Osweiler, Drew Locke, Trevor Simeon. Oh my God, um, I'm spacing his name right now from Memphis. Um, uh, what was his name? Axton. God dude was awful literally was awful like we can't we can't figure out where we're gonna find our qb and it's been a problem forever i don't think teddy's gonna be our solid fix he's not a long-term fix or anything he's just at least like a stop to the problem right now i think he could maybe get us a winning record this year our schedule's looking all right we'll touch on that a little bit later but i like him i'll back him up drew lock i like him don't know if i'll back him up but uh we'll see how the season goes yeah i mean i agree with you hayden i think that when you look at the broncos i think you know the main thing that's really missing is a qb and you know we need to figure that out if we're gonna have success and um one thing i wanted to bring up is um justin fields right because you look at you look at the broncos we need a qb we had a QB, we passed on him. So I just want to see yeah. what your guys take on that is. If you know, do you like the number one pick? You know, what do you guys think? Personally, yeah, I, I would say I was confused at first. You know, he's in yeah. our hands. I was frustrated to say the least. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what goes on inside the organization. I don't know what goes in inside George Payton's head all the time. And, and I like him so far. I think he's going to do well for us. Um, mm-hmm. I like Pat Sertain. Um, you know, to be quite honest, I thought he might be a piece that we pick up and, and ship away if we want to trade for a quarterback. But like you said, Jack, we're not going to do anything until we get a quarterback. And the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. There's no debating that. And you saw what Peyton Manning did when he came in for four years. It completely changed everything in this organization. And then now without a quarterback, because I do think we have a freaking talented team just minus the QB. So I think if we can fix that, I think we are 100% a playoff team. Um, Let's, let's go into, I guess it's going to, it's going to be speculation, but Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, obviously you can't say you don't want either of them, but will it happen? I don't know. We're about a month and a half out, you know, from June one, they were, Aaron was able to come here. Like it was open to, they could do trade. So it's been a month and there hasn't really been much discussion besides those like eight minutes right around our draft slot where everyone was like, he's coming to Denver. Besides that, like, I don't know. So Rodgers to Denver speaks, is it going to happen? I mean, I gotta know. I gotta know. I mean, I I want to say yes. I mean, there just seems like too many issues going on over there. And we have like, I feel like we have enough to offer, you know, like I feel like Pat Sertain, I really like that pick, but I'm down to package him. I mean, he hasn't even played a single minute as a Bronco and like, I'm already starting to be a fan, but oh my God, if we traded him, even Jerry, we have so many wide receiver and tight end options that I'd be willing to give up Jerry and we have plenty of picks we're such a young team right now that we're pretty set for the future like i'm pretty fine giving away some decent picks to get the former mvp former super bowl champ like this dude arguably like this is my 
best passer of all time. Like that dude just yeah. throws a ball effortlessly and mm-hmm. his wide receivers just, they put the, his hands out and they put their hands out and it'll be right there. He's also never had a round one um, wide receiver. Like he's used so many pieces that like he can just, he can just get the ball in their hands. He's so talented. And that's what we said is we just want to get the ball in these guys' hands and they'll do the work. Like we have, I really like KJ Hamler. I think he's awesome. We have honestly a pretty stacked running back um, uh, uh, set right now. Like I actually really like Javante. I think that dude's going to be a beast. That's a heck of a pick. Yeah. And I don't think we have to give up any of those guys uh, besides who I mentioned to get a rod I think we have enough to offer and I don't know why he wouldn't want to come here I mean Bronco Nation is awesome stadium's beautiful everyone would absolutely love him and I really think that could actually put us easily will be in the playoffs I highly think that and who knows from there I mean it's 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 gonna be a pretty tough journey but think about those battles with the Chiefs man those would be some yeah. great games I mean what, what what do you think Jax yeah, man, I uh, I agree. I think that uh, you made a good point by saying that, you know, the Broncos have a lot to offer. Um, I was reading an article and they actually ranked the Broncos top 10 in terms of rosters, which came as a surprise to me. And I know it'll probably surprise many people, but, you know, it really, really just made me think about how much talent we do have. I mean, our defense is just stacked are, you know, you look at that secondary and it's, you know, in my eyes, potentially the best secondary in the NFL this year. Yeah. So, you know, from Roger's point of view, you look at it and you think, okay, Denver's got a great young receiving core, right? Solid defense. Got a coach who, we'll get into that. We'll get into Fangio. Um, you know, there's a lot of different uh, opinions about him, but, uh, you know, one thing you can't deny is that he's a great defensive mind. Oh, he's, yeah. uh, you know, he's a great defensive coach. And I think, you know, historically, that's something that's worked well for the Broncos, right? We won Super Bowl 50 because of our defense, right? Peyton Manning was great. Peyton Manning was great. He was a great leader. But, you know, Vaughn Miller winning MVP, right? Getting yeah. the strip sack. It, you know, defense is what Denver has been about for the past 10 years. So, you know, I think if Fangio can, uh, you know, kind of pull it all together and, you know, keep us going in the right direction, then uh, I don't know. You never know. We'll have to see what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I would agree. I would say Aaron Rodgers, if he comes here, in my opinion, immediate Super Bowl contender. Um, it's it's tough. I think the AFC is is probably better than the nfc at this point especially if Aaron leaves um going against the chiefs twice a year would be it'd be scary but at least we'd have a chance i mean we haven't beat them in four years so at least it would make it be like oh those aren't you know two losses on our schedule um but yeah i think 10 you brought it up i think 10's fair to be quite honest for you know best um roster to be quite honest i mean neutral fans your common casual nfl fans probably wouldn't understand it but this defense is stacked Offense is stacked. A few injuries. We're going to get Cortland Sutton back. We're going to get Von Miller back. We had cornerbacks injured. We had offensive line injured. We're going to have everyone coming back. Add Kyle Kyle Fuller, who I think is a great player. Keeping Justin Simmons, who I think honestly was great to sign him. I think he's one of the most underrated safeties in the league. Um, yeah. So I think, I think all the pieces are there. We can all agree. All the pieces are there besides quarterback. So going to be interesting to see what they do there. 
that could go on forever. Uh, let's talk X Factor. A um, lot of options here. A lot of young guys who kind of show that talent. And then there's guys that have maybe not shown it, but have the potential. Um, you mentioned KJ Hamler speaks. I think he could be in that conversation. Yeah. Um, I'll start with you, uh, Conrad. Let's say X Factor. Give me one offensive X Factor and one defensive X Factor for this year. Man, um, it's tough because I think there's so many. Um, on the offensive end, um, I'm going to go to a guy that I know Mason's very fond of, but uh, Noah Fant. Yep. You know, I'll let you talk about him, but I think he's set for a breakout year. I really do. Um, you know, if we get some better quarterback play and a couple other pieces, I think he could really have a breakthrough year. And then on the defensive end, um, man, I look at a guy like Shelby Harris, right? Yeah. Um, I think he is so damn underappreciated on that line because mm-hmm. he led the NFL in percentage of uh, passes tipped, which I think is such an important stat. And he's just, you know, he's been such a good guy on that line. And I'm glad we gave him some money this summer. So, you know, he will, uh, you know, he'll be with us. But uh, yeah, Mace, I'll let you uh, talk about Noah Fant a little bit because... I know you're uh, very <laughs> fond of him. I think those are both great picks. Yeah, I love Noah. Watched him in college all the time. Uh, he's he's from Iowa, so he's going to be a good tight end. The thing is that makes him better than if he went somewhere else. The Broncos use their tight ends well. Um, and they get him out in the flat. Um, they get him in space, and he's an athletic tight end. He can block. He can run. Um, he's big. He's strong. He's fast. So I agree. I think Noah Fant's going to have a great year, and he's one of those guys, too, that just looks like he's been putting in the work. He wants to win. He's a competitor, and at the end of the day, if you don't have – a great team you want those guys and we talked about that last week with josh speaks is we don't have those dog mentality guys on the nuggets as much and we do on the broncos i really think that we have plenty of those guys um noah fant great option um i'm gonna say offensively i'm gonna say yeah there's a lot there's a lot of different guys i could go with i'm gonna say melvin gordon because I think Melvin still has it in him. And I think last year was tough, but he had some injuries, but he was still a great um, running back. And I thought Lindsey kind of fell off a little bit last year. And so I'm going to say Melvin Gordon offensively, if he can take some weight off the quarterbacks this year and give us some, you know, 100 yard, Hundred yard games. Speaks is saying I copied his list. You know, great minds think alike, Speaks. But uh, defensively, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bradley Chubb. I think Chubb had a great year filling in. And now with Vaughn on the other end, it's going to take more pressure off Chubb. Um, Regardless of what Vaughn does, he's going to be getting doubled. He's going to be getting attention. So that's going to free up a lot of space for him. Um, I think he could have a great season, Pro Bowl season. So those are my two picks. Uh, Speaks, let's hear your X-Factor. I apologize, Melvin Gordon. Maybe a second pick. (laughs) No, don't even apologize. Because I will say, I absolutely love it. Like, Like, I honestly genuinely think these dudes can make such a huge impact and I want to touch on something that uh I I can't remember who exactly said it earlier but there are so many dudes who have potential and this is one thing that is a little tough for us is so many years we're like oh this team has so much potential like we're gonna go so far and like very few guys will really show that potential but I think like I just want I feel like this year is a great year for so many guys to just click I think a lot of it does rely on Teddy I think that was one of it dude or whoever the starting QB is could be an X factor um I did say Noah Fant I did say Shelby Harris one two other people who I did want to kind of mention I kind of just said whoever RB1 RB1 will be 
because honestly, going into Melvin's last year, I wasn't a huge fan of him last year. I loved Philip Lindsay. I was so sad to see him go. And I really think Javante could make a serious impact. I watched that dude all year at UNC, and I really think he can get right into the system and just go. I think rookie running backs, that's a spot you can really shine. I feel like with our line right now, that's kind of my next spot I want to go is Garrett Bowles. He had a Pro Bowl year last year, and he finally showed out. We paid that dude so much, <clears throat> so much money, but he finally showed out, and it really helped. I really think that was one thing with Trevor Simeon we struggled. We never had a line. I think right now, with Mike Munchak as the coach, I really like him actually as a O-line coach. I think our O-line is looking great right now. I think we have a great wide receiving core, but I think our wide receivers and tight ends are going to go off if our running game is looking good. And I think we have the opportunity to do that, but I think that X factor could be Will, Mev Will Melvin have that year that he had in with the Chargers? Will Javante have that breakout rookie year? Like, who knows? I really do think it's quite possible. As I said, I love the list you guys had. I'm really excited, honestly. Um, I really do think we have the opportunity, but let's kind of maybe go into that next area of our coaches. I know we've been kind of talking a little bit about that. You know, Vic, let's, uh, I know Jack was coming in hot with some takes and he wanted to talk a little bit about that but you want to go ahead and start us off Jax? yeah yeah um you know i have uh i have mixed feelings about fangio he's uh you know like i said he's a he's a great defensive mind you know you got to give him credit where credit's due um you know had an interesting year last year but um i think he's definitely deserving of another shot this year to kind of see what you can do with the team. Um, but man, just, just from a general perspective, he, uh, you know, he doesn't necessarily strike confidence into you, right? When, when you look at him on the sideline, he's, he's not one of those guys who makes me super confident. You know, there were, uh, a couple games last year. I don't know if you guys remember this where he, uh, didn't call a timeout. Oh yeah. At the end of the game. And it essentially cost us the game. And I remember me and my dad were going crazy. So, uh, you know, it's just moments like that that make me wonder if like, you know, is this guy, does this guy really have it? Does he need somebody next to him to call timeouts? Like, what's the deal? So, you know, he, it's, you go ahead, you go I, ahead. I was gonna say, you hit it right on the head. He. Mixed is my dad will 100% agree that rips him apart is the time management that is a piece that I don't care who you are as a coach if you're an NFL coach you should know how to manage the clock and yeah. using your timeouts when and so many times we blow a timeout in the first quarter or the third quarter at the beginning because like the play clock's running down and yeah. not always not always will it, it, it matter um, but if you blow a timeout because you're not getting set or you're not, you know, you don't know what play you're calling. It, it's going to happen every six games. It's going to happen. But sure. that almost never happened with Peyton Manning. Almost right. never happened with that coaching staff back then. So right. I think I think a lot of times you overlook the coaching staff and you look towards the players. But I, I do think the coaching staff struggled last year. I really do. Um, Pat Shermer, offensive corner, I don't know. Seems like he's forming a good relationship with Drew. Um I don't know. I mean, like, you know, you said earlier, Speaks defense wins championships. Um, 
you know, we had a great coaching staff when we won that Super Bowl. And you kind of think about like Wade Phillips, you know, like that guy was a legend, you know. So I, I, as a homer, I'm like, yeah, you know, Vic's like a nice guy. You know, I we watch his locker room speeches after a win and after a loss. He seems like he gets the team going. It seems like, you know, we have a good connected team. But at the end of the day, is he doing everything he should on game day? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Speaks, yeah. I mean, would you, yeah. would you say that coaching staff is more of a worry or would you say you know the players are more of a worry you know it's tough to say um god i want to put it in this perspective at least and i think it does rely on kind of what happens the rest of this offseason is if we're going to be in win now mode or if we're willing to develop just a little bit more great because i think i think if we're not necessarily in win now mode I'm okay keeping our staff right now. I'm okay developing our players a little bit, building that chemistry. You know, that was one thing that team had a lot, um, that Super Bowl team had was they had chemistry. You know, they seemed like they were just every time, like when situations were rough, they, they seemed like they were all on the same page. They seemed like they knew exactly what was happening. As you mentioned, like they were never blowing those timeouts. They like knew how to be calm, cool, and collected. That's something we're really struggling with right now. Let's say we are in win now mode. Let's say we somehow get A-Rod. I think we need to figure our shit out. I think we need to be ready to control the situation. We're gonna have some really tough times playing the Chiefs, especially in their stadium. Arrowhead Stadium is extremely loud. And I think our defense is fine. I don't, I, I'm, I'm hesitant because I mean, Mace, you said it, like he, Vic is a nice guy. I like him a lot, you know, he, he doesn't really, he, he makes boneheaded plays, but he owns up to it. Um, he he says he understands his issues, but I feel like, you know, you got to show uh, your growth at least a little bit. And this would be a great year to show that. Um, Vic right now, <clears throat> throwing a couple of stats at you. He was ranked third worst returning coach on CBS. That was kind of tough to see um and he was actually he was ranked lower than uh brandon staley for the chargers who has actually worked under him before so man that's just that's just gotta be super tough to see so i don't know i mean like you know seeing those stats seeing where we're at right now you know our record our talented team it's kind of i I just want to just put it back into you know, do we want to win now, right now, or are we willing to give it like another couple years where we're like, okay, this is the team we're ready to bring back to the Super Bowl? Because obviously, right now, we need to figure a couple more things out before we can say we're in win now mode. I would, I would agree, and I would say probably last point is there's just too many question marks to feel comfortable. Um, True. Either yeah. way, and um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You know, I want to give him time. You know, his first year as a head coach, so obviously, you know, he's not gonna. You know, you can't expect him to take us to a Super Bowl right away. So let's let's give him time. Um, let's go into the next thing. And Jax, I'll let you start us off with this. Schedule-wise. So last year, had the hardest schedule in the NFL. So, you know, yeah, I'm not going to use that as an excuse, but that's that. When you go up against the Chiefs twice a year, when you go up against the Chargers, who obviously have their future quarterback in Justin Herbert. Justin. Steve, I'll, yeah, I know you're going to support him. Um, you know, the Raiders are always going to be a scrappy team. As bad as the Raiders might be some years, they're always going to give us fits. So that's it's a tough division, to say the least. But this year, one of the easier schedules. First three games, Giants, Jags, Jets. When you look at that, like, 
the thing that worries me is we always start bad. It's like we're two and five to start off the year. Like, I don't want to say it, but it's like, boom, that should be three and oh. Like, I want to start right. three and oh, set the tone. So, right. Jack's coming into this year, schedule wise, those three games AFC West, we've got the NFC East we're matched up with, and then we also have the AFC North. So, what is your thoughts on the schedule this year? Um, you know, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always going to be tough for us in our division, um, you know. So that's a given. Um, and you, you just look through the schedule, and I think that, you know, there's maybe a couple games where, um, you know, I'm pretty confident that we're going to win those. Um, but, you know, for the rest of them, there's not that many games where I can be super confident in saying, okay, yeah, we're definitely going to beat this team. So I think there's a lot of those games where it's going to be battles. Um, it's going to be hard fought. And, you know, I just I just hope to God that we can we can pull out those close games. Because I think those are going to be the difference between, you know, making a playoff berth, which I would just love to do. Um, I think we'd all just love to see the Broncos back in the playoffs. I mean, what is it, five losing seasons now? So... You know, I think I think our turn of form is kind of is kind of coming around, and I think we're due. But uh, yeah. man, I mean, there's some tough games on here. I mean, the Raiders, Chiefs, obviously, Chargers, such a tough division. Um, I think they're all going to give us problems. But uh, gosh, speaks. What do you think? I'm about to come in with a couple hot takes right here. I'm, oh I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling optimistic. Watch out. Watch out. All right, I'm I'm feeling ready. All right, so. Let's hear it out. I first off, I think those first three games, I think we gotta take those. I think I think we can too. I mean, literally, like we're playing, we're starting off first first game of the season, Giants. I think that's a team that did some incredible moves this offseason, but I don't think they're ready. I don't like their coach. I think we can beat them. Jags, Jets, we should definitely take them. Week four. We're heading, or we're bringing the Ravens to us. That's going to be a really tough game. I'm okay losing that, but week five, Steelers. I think that's a must win. I think we can definitely take that. I think right now, I, I'm not a huge fan of them. I don't like Juju. Obviously, the TikTok stuff, all that is so freaking annoying. I think their defense is a little intimidating, and that's something that could really damage us, but I don't trust their offense. I think our defense could fluster Ben. I think it's time for him to start thinking he needs to listen to his body a little bit more. I think at home, we could take that game, or sorry, that's that's uh, actually at the Steelers, but I still think we could take that game. I think week nine against the Cowboys, I think that would be a statement win for us. I know it's Dak's comeback season. I actually do really like him, but that was a serious injury. God, that was disgusting to watch Gordon Hayward 2.0. But I think Dallas hasn't really, you know, looked like Dallas since like, I don't, I don't even remember. Like they don't look the same. I feel like they're able to choke a lot. Zeke Elliott isn't looking the same. They have CeeDee Lamb. I, I actually do like him a lot, but I really think week nine in Dallas, we could take that. It's going to be tough because those are two must wins that I do think um, we'll need and they're both away. And then the last one is week 17 against the Chargers. I, that's going to be the second time we're playing the Chargers. I do think the first time we're going to lose to them, but I think the second time we're going to figure it out nearing the end of the season. We always, for some reason, just finish off the season well, which even uh, if we if we start off um, 
like kind of just inconsistent. We never tank, which is sometimes just really frustrating. We always decide like, if we're not gonna make the playoffs, we're just gonna win like the last four games and just get like a middle pick. I absolutely hate that. But I do think we'll beat the Chargers um, week 16. Thanks, Mace. Um, and then overall, I think potentially I'm being, I'm being optimistic, nine and eight. I'm going with it. I think we can, I think I think we can have a winning record this year. I believe it, and uh, you know, I I just I, I love our roster. I love the young guys, and um, I think that's actually a great transition. Nine seven, my bad, my bad. Um, to go into um, the next question, which would be, how do you guys like our young guys? I mean, you know, we have Noah Fant, Chubb. You know, Sutton's still super young. Jerry, Judy, KJ. What do, what do you guys think? How, how do you think they'll turn out this year? Um, Mace, you want to go ahead and start with that one? Yeah, I. you guys mentioned earlier, I think I think Noah's going to be good. I think Judy's only going to go up. I think he had a really tough year. He had a lot of drops. I think he was in his head. Um, it's, it's tough to come off playing for Bama and getting just to destroy teams all the time um, and to having Drew Locke as your quarterback. So right. I think he's going to have a much better year. He's determined. I think KJ Hamler showed a lot of really good moments and he just didn't get the ball a lot. Um, yeah. So I think those guys are going to be great. Um, good additions to the team. If we keep Pat Sertain, I mean, the talk he's getting about him from guys like Vaughn and Chubb and Justin Simmons, I mean, he looks like he could be legit a number one quarterback, cornerback this year or in the coming years. Um, so I, I like our young guys. I think we have, I think we have a good group. Um, they're gonna make mistakes, you know, in Arrowhead, you know, when it's loud as shit. Yeah, they're probably gonna make some mistakes. Um, but I like our young guys. I think we've got a good, I mean, that wide receiver core with Sutton and KJ and Jerry, and then you know one of the guys that is least talked about, Tim Patrick, just exactly. phenomenal player. Um, and then with Noah Fant, so I like our young guys a lot. Um, you know, I think that obviously, yeah, they're gonna make some mistakes probably. But Jax, let's let's hear what you're thinking on those guys. You know, what are they gonna have breakout years? Which one are gonna have breakout years? Any setbacks? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I uh, I totally agree with you. I think that you know. The young talent on this team is just unmatched um, on both sides of the football. And I think that, um, you know, if we were able to get a QB, if we we're able to figure that out, I think, you know, a lot of good things are to come for this team. And uh, I think that, like you said, having such a young team definitely comes with the territory. Um, you know, they're going to make mistakes in big games, right? Yeah. They're going to, you know, they're going to make the rookie mistakes. I mean, you look at Jerry Judy last year who, you know, got a lot of heat, got a lot of heat in the media. Um, but in my eyes, I think that's a typical rookie year, right? Um, you know, a lot of pressure on him, came in, had a solid year, um, made some drops, um, reminds me a little bit of DT. Um, so maybe that's a good sign. But uh, no, I think, uh, man, we just have so many young guys that I like. Tim Patrick, you said, I think he's kind of a diamond in the rough. Um, I think if he can stay healthy, that he is going to be, um, you know, top two receivers for us. Um, I don't know if I'm out of line saying that, but. Uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. 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 So offensive side of the ball, we 
you know, we look great with that receiving core. We just, uh, gosh, we need a quarterback. We, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll say like I wrote down like what's missing. What is what's missing? Let's let's throw out quarterback. We have that. Let's throw out quarterback. Okay. Speaks. What else is missing? If I'm being honest, I want to say nothing. I want to say there's yeah. nothing else missing. But like playing wise, like maybe we could add some coaching. But in your mind, is there anything else missing besides a quarterback? No, and I think we touched on it with the coaching. Like we, I mean, we can maybe fix that, but honestly, my answer is no. I really think every position is filled. I think we have young guys. I think we have some vets, we have potential, but it's like back to what you have been saying, Mace, is that you can't be a successful team without a QB. I mean, that's that dude has the ball every single possession. He's calling the place, he's making the decisions. like. That, that's the most important player on the field. And sure, we have maybe, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. We have a top 10 roster on this team for sure, but I really don't think we need absolutely anything else. Like I really, I like, I want to say it too, I loved KJ. I watched that dude at Penn State. Like, I mean, his, his ceiling, his biggest ceiling is uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's a little dude. Yeah. He's just super speedy. He can go down there. He's not afraid to lay out somebody to it for like a block. I really like that dude a lot. Um, but no, I, I don't know. Um, I also was gonna say too, weird inside information on Tim Patrick. So I got a buddy who works for Garrett Bull's uh, agent actually. Whoa. And yeah, uh, shout out Jay Frazier. He'll he'll be on here eventually. Hey, but um, he uh, Garrett Bowles was actually in the office the other day, and he told uh, the agent he said biggest dude to watch out for this season is Tim Patrick. <laughs> I thought I thought that was absolutely awesome. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I mean, it, it makes sense. I was starting to like look into it more last year. He was our most reliable pass catcher. That's with all the different injuries. That's with all the different QBs. I mean, 202 receptions, 742 yards, um, or sorry, 51 receptions, 742 yards, 14.5 yards per carry. I love that. Absolutely love that. And a career high six touchdowns. Jackson, I don't think you're out of line at all to say second best wide receiver at all. And I mean, your, your lineman saying that, that's someone you got to trust extremely um i i really do think he could have a breakout year that's that's awesome and and anyone that's not a broncos fan watch the fuck out and to be honest tim patrick <laughs> easily could be a pro bowl wide receiver he's the guy that like he, they're not gonna put attention on him he makes spectacular catches but when you have yeah. jerry judy and Cortland sutton and, and kj hamlin in the slot throw patrick out there yeah they're gonna throw their fourth cornerback and he's a guy that i could 100 percent believe that I, I love hearing Bulls say that. Jackson, great pick. I think that's 100% could come true. Um, a lot of really exciting things to look forward to this year. I think we can all agree on that. There's some question marks, but super. I haven't been this excited in this long for a Broncos season. I think there was way more yeah. question marks last year. I'm super excited. Um, regardless of who's that quarterback, I think we could have a great year. Um, super fun this year. Obviously, we've grown up. We've been through the thick and thin with the Broncos. We've, you know, we've seen them at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows with Kyle Orton. Uh, love the guy. But let's talk past Broncos. Um, Jack, let's start with this. For all of our viewers that don't know, Jackson Conrad was at Super Bowl 50 as right. we oh. and a few of the other hometown boys at your house watching That's right. it. Um, but Jack, you were there. 
give us some insight talk what was it like to be there for you know in my opinion the greatest thing that's happened to Colorado sports since we were born and you know you got to be there what's that Super Bowl atmosphere like what was it like to see us you know reach the top of the top yeah absolutely it was uh it was a special day it was uh just being in that stadium you know witnessing everything that happened it was it was insane and I can't even describe the emotions that went through me that day I uh you know I was a little younger um so you know I was fired up but I probably didn't appreciate it as much as I would today um but just to be you know just to be there and witness that piece of history for the Broncos it was you know Peyton Manning kind of running out of gas so to see him get a ring it was just it was just immense, you know, on the on the plane ride there, I remember the plane was full of Broncos fans and and everybody was fired up. Everybody's wearing their jerseys. We flew in the night before and uh, God, everyone was just so fired up. So from the moment I left the airport to the moment I got to the stadium, the energy was just it was just unlike anything I'd ever experienced. And, you know, you can't it's one of those things that you can't really, you know, put into words unless you're really there um but you know it's just it was such a special day i remember facetiming you boys after the game oh yeah running <laughs> running mad around the street it was just you know it's it, it's just got to be one of the best days of my life and uh you know i'm extremely lucky to have been there and witnessed it but uh you know i just hope that uh we can make it back there one day maybe get the boys down there Oh yeah, I mean, I I oh said yeah. too, but you know, after hearing you talk and, and knowing about it, it's like if we get there, you, know, you never know. And, and we took it for granted. We were 14, 15 years old, you know, and it was like, oh, we're in the Super Bowl, and it's like awesome. Yeah. But now we've seen like, wow, we suck sometimes, and it's like we've <laughs> sucked since then. So it's like that seems so far off. So I think we'll get there. Uh, Speaks, we had a heck of a time. We were running around the Hell street. Yeah. Mark oh was out there, shirts off, cars were blowing. I mean, that was we were a pulling great, cars over. <laughs> we were. That was a great day for Denver sports. I think we can get back there. Um, good, great memory. Let me ask you this, Speaks. Favorite Bronco all time, uh, and what's your favorite moment from him? Oh man, that has got to be one of the toughest moments ever. Um. All right, first one, first one that actually just comes to mind right away was uh, I, I was, uh, I don't remember exactly whose house this was, but Jax, we went to some random dude's house. It was absolutely beautiful house. And we were watching Peyton Manning yeah. just have a really, really tough game. He was throwing a ton of picks, but it was his 2013 season, his 55 touchdown season. And he threw his uh, record-breaking touchdown to lead the um, league and to see his face that was one of the first times I was like wow I have never seen someone like be so satisfied and hungry at the same time and I kind of touched on it before in the 2015 championship AFC championship against the Patriots that dude didn't even want the AFC trophy he just wanted the Super Bowl like Peyton Manning was one dude I grew up watching, just understanding like what hard work and dedication meant. And I mean, that's why the Super Bowl meant so much. And it was one thing I do want to touch on too that you guys both said is like, you know, we didn't get appreciated enough. That's the only championship that we have had since we were kids, you know, we have not really gotten to experience anything to that level ever since, you know, we've gotten close with the Rockies. 
Uh, I mean, the Nuggets haven't even been to a championship. I know that, I mean, the Avs have gotten it, um, but I, I personally, I was too young to remember that. And it's it was just something that I will always be able to remember and look back on. And I'll have probably some of the best memories thinking about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think for every sports fan in Denver, I think Peyton Manning has a special place in our heart. Yep. He was uh, he was our savior. You know, he brought us a championship, which, uh, you know, not many people could do. So he's got a special place in our heart. Um, I'm going to go a different direction here. I'm going to go to a weird memory. I don't know why. I don't know why this one stuck with me, but it just... I remember watching it live and it was just one of my favorite moments. And it involves probably one of the greatest quarterbacks for the Broncos, Kyle Orton, um, right? 2010 season, guys lighting it up. He's, he's having a killer year, right? And it was, uh, we were in Cincinnati. It was a close game. I think it was 6-6. Oh. I don't know if you remember this. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. Brandon Stokely. Right? Yo, down the sideline. <laughs> down the sideline. Kyle Orton. I think uh, there was about 25 seconds left in the game. We had given up this horrible touchdown, tied it up. And uh, Kyle Orton gets the ball on like his own eight yard line, right? 20 seconds. Throws an absolute prayer down the sideline. And it was super lucky. It's one of those plays where like three guys run into each other and someone tips it up. The ball comes flying up, and out of nowhere, Brandon Stokely runs under it, yeah. snags the ball, runs up the sideline, you know, commentators going crazy. And I don't know why, but I just love that moment. <laughs> Brandon Stokely running across the goal line to waste time. And it was just it was just an electric moment, and it stuck with me. If, if you are not a Broncos fan, or if you, if you don't remember that play, look it up, because that – I 100% agree, Jax. That is one of my favorite Broncos plays. Gus Johnson was on the commentary, absolutely going ballistic. Like the two and nine Broncos just beat like the three and eight Bengals, and it was like six to eight, just horrible. And it got tipped up. That That is a great, great choice. I love that play. Um, gosh, that, that brings back good memories. Um, I'm going to go a few years later. You know, people, everyone knows the guy. I just thought that the year that Tebow came about and brought comeback after comeback with a just honestly like a really young kind of unexperienced you know mistake heavy Broncos team to the playoffs to beat the Steelers was incredible um to be honest I think a lot of times people overlook what Tebow did um you know they just think about that playoff year when we beat the Steelers and then got slammed by the Patriots, but he had comeback after comeback. Um, mm -hmm. And it was just one of those years where I was like, it, it felt meant to be, we had guys like Eddie Royal um, receiver. Oh, that was DT really was coming yeah. into his own. Then um, Eric Decker guys like that. Um, those are the teams I think of a lot of times with Broncos, you know, before we had the star studded teams, but when we were making the playoffs with, you know, lesser talent. So a lot of really, really good memories there. Um, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Jack's favorite as a homegrown fan, always want to ask you favorite Colorado sports moment all time. Uh, doesn't have to be Broncos. Um, 
dig deep into the bag of memory. Uh, maybe something most people don't remember. Maybe it's one of the most memorable plays. Give it to me. What's your favorite moment? Man, it's uh, it's tough for me. You know, being at that Super Bowl, it's it's tough not to pick that. Um, but uh, man, that's tough. I uh, you know, when you say that, when you ask that question, I always think about the Avalanche, and uh, one of my favorite players in any sport of all time, Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Um, I just uh, I think about the fights he had, the fights with the you know the other goalie, and yeah. just I just love that guy, and he's just such a legend in you know Colorado sports, and just just the attitude that he brought to every game, and just seeing him play, and just ah, I just love the guy. So I'm gonna have to go with him and his all his great fights and all his great moments for the Habs. But uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough not to pick that Super Bowl because. Uh, you know, it definitely holds a special place in my heart. Great choice. Nothing, nothing wrong with both. Both those options are great. Patrick Wall is awesome. I love seeing every time I go into the Pepsi or Ball Arena. God, I actually hate Where, that. I no, wish Where? it was the Pepsi Center still. Love seeing his jersey um, hung up. But um, Jackson, thank you. You know, it was a great time having you. Um, we just want to say thank you to all the fans too. You know, this was a ton of fun. We're going to continue to try and put out podcasts weekly. This was a big Broncos one. Um, hopefully, you know, by the time the next episode comes out, maybe some moves will be made. We have no idea. We'll continue to update you guys. Feel free to check us up, check us out on all of our social media. Um, we'll continue to have more guests on. Mason and I are going to be working constantly, and we really do enjoy this. We love all the fan engagement and everything. Um, Milski, you want to go ahead and finish it off? Yeah, guys. Again, thank you so much, uh, Jax. Thanks for coming on today, buddy. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're having an absolute blast. Uh, all your guys' support means the world to us. Um, this is already, I mean, I know it's so low-key, but it's already blown up way more than we ever thought. Um, we're loving it. Uh, we're just getting started. Uh, we're still in the off-season pretty much anything right now for all of our teams. So, you know, once the fall comes around and we got Broncos football. We got college football. It's going to get even better. Um, reach out to us. If you guys got questions or anything, you guys want to come on, hop on, talk sports with us. We'd love to have you. Um, but for today, that's all we got today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, for now, thanks, guys. We'll see you later.